Welcome to Random Movie Generator and welcome listeners or listener to Random Movie Generator. I hope you've had a lovely week. Uh, We're back in our movie chairs and we're ready to talk movies. Absolutely. This is why we've been put on the earth to have some cinematic chitter chatter pitter patter. Yeah. How are you doing? Not bad. Up for some filmic discussions. Certainly yeah. up for it. Absolutely. Are there any more days when you're like, nah, I'm not up for some filmic discussions today? Um, no, I think the nerd in me is always up for it type of thing. Type of thing. If it's if I'm finding myself having a, a chat with someone who just wants to really push their opinions onto me film-wise, that can be a nightmare. There's a few people whereby they're not up for a nice, relaxed, nerdy film chat. And it's more about having to, like, you know, you've got, a, like, a pop culture Hitler on your hands who's just going to shove their views down your gullet. That's always a handful. Could we get them on the pod? Why not? Let's arrange it. But do you know, could they come on the pod, or are you just saying that? Yeah, I think if it turned into a reality, it'd be a bit of a nightmare, because I've never actually told them that I think they're a pop culture Hitler. <laughs> Okay. So I'd have to reveal yeah. that to them at the same time. I think they're a bit of a sort of filmic dictator, you know, a bit of a... Oh, I thought it's filmic dickhead. Well, absolutely. Dictator dickhead. They've got the same rhythm to them, interesting, isn't it? I think you found something there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Dictator dickhead. One of my favourite um, Smith & Jones jokes, I'm going to get it wrong, but he's talking about the 70s, I think, where he's wearing flares and, you know... Like the fashion style, you know, back then, all flares and da had long hair. Da, da, da. And he, Mel Smith goes, Oh, what a decade. And uh, Griffiths Jones goes, What a decade. <laughs> I think I, I remember that, that one. Ba- <laughs> I told that badly, but it's a good joke. Oh, he's, no, definitely. I think um, they showed Let's that. Let's do that again. Absolutely. That's what life's yeah, about. It too. Yeah, you know, I wore flares and, you know. You know, high heel shoes, long hair. Cool. What a decade. What a decade. It's 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 all in the performance, isn't it? You gotta you gotta be there. You gotta be in the middle of the eighties. It's about the ambiance, the lighting. And I guess that's why those duo were so big because they could just pull that off. Yeah. I think you did a good job. You're only retelling. Well, I, did, sketch. I did a good job. You know, I can't remember exactly how the Smith and Jones sketch went. I just like that play on words, dickhead and decade. Absolutely, definitely, dickhead decade. Yeah, definitely. It sort of it works well. I remember them actually playing that sketch um, on the documentary they played when he passed away, type of thing. Oh, what the dickhead decade? Yeah, yeah. Sketch? It was very much. I, Can you do it now? Um. I'm losing confidence. It's got I know be I did, but let's see if you can do it better. Um, 
I've got to say, I wasn't fully listening to the actual lines a lot of the time. I was just sort of, I can can do this. What were you doing? I was listening to it. I was listening to it. I was the whole, uh, no, no, I was listening. Let's let's do it through. (laughs) Let's let's do it through. I feel like I've suddenly been revealed sort of thing. Go on. Um, God, these these podcasts are roller coasters, aren't they? What I've got myself into. Um, So it's a case of, uh, yeah, I remember back then, I had long hair. Uh, leather pants, uh, boots. Uh, uh, what a dickhead! Yeah, what a decade. No, no. it's the other way round, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is why I wasn't listening to it properly. That 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 kind of what a not. Here we go. Um, it's a case of uh, yeah, I had big boots and uh, leather trousers, long hair, and all that. Oh, what a decade! Oh, what a dickhead! Is that it? Yeah. I'd say that's the worst of the three attempts. Absolutely. It's almost like you made me do it to make you feel... Should we do it together now and see if we can elevate it? Let's see if we can just give it some oomph type of thing. You know, I now understand... Well, you know, back then, you know, I had long hair and, you know, big handlebar moustache, you know, and and big heels and my shoes and flares. God, what a decade. What a dickhead. That's not bad. There's a bit more seasoning in the old wok there. It's made the comedy meal a bit more sensual. <laughs> right. Movies. Did you watch a movie last night? Ooh, I've, I've just about got through that. Yeah. Do you know what? You saying that, I wasn't listening. Something happened to me once with a friend. Oh, my God. I can't tell I mean, you. Don't that. get me wrong. I was listening to that degree, but not to the extent that I could suddenly do. I don't want you to think that I'm totally zoned out. Do no. you know what I mean? Sort of, you know. No, no. Okay. But sorry, what happened with you of a friend type of thing? Because I've definitely... Um... I, can't, I, I, can't, I don't think I could say it in case they ever heard this. Oh, God, I know that feeling. They were talking about something quite personal, and I zoned out. I don't know why, I just zoned out for like two seconds. I zoned out for two seconds. That was, it was something really personal that was something happening in their life at the time. And I was on the phone... For some reason, I just zoned out, oh, right, and, they, and I, when I came back in, they went, "And what do you think?" And what do you think he said? And I went, "Fuck, oh, I haven't been listening." Uh, and I went, "Oh, I don't know. You I don't know what he say." And he went, "No, what do you think he said?" Oh, I don't know. What? And he said, "Well, you know him." So you know what he probably would have said. So what do you think he said? God, after rather that that person needs to leave it, it's becoming a test, an exam. <laughs> I know, I know. After so, honestly, a while. it went on and on. Well, you know him, so you probably... I went, oh, I, I don't know. I, honestly, I haven't got a clue. What do you... Honestly, he just went on and on. It was horrible. And he'd been talking about something that was so big in his life. And I'd zoned out. And how did it end? Can't remember. God, that sounds horrific. Yeah. Because I can be quite an agreeable person, and after a while, I don't even know what I'm saying yes to. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's, that's a good idea, good idea. Perhaps I've had a situation where I'm unlocking doors or packing my car, and someone's talking to me, and I'm just nodding and saying yes, and then I, I, I get into the door or close the boot of the car, and I've agreed to something, and I don't even know what it is. Do you listen to me on this podcast? 100%, sir. Do not worry about that. There's no agreeability there. It's very much tuned in and ready to go. And how much do you think, though, that 
from the very beginning, if you rolled it back to what we were saying, like how many things, when I said that thing about, what do you... What, what do I want? <laughs> Goodness me, already a bit of a... Right. Did you watch trap. a movie last night? I certainly did. I watched did um, the latest Transformers film. And it really was very bland and vanilla. It was... Um, Oh, it was it was painful to get through. It was like doing a shift at Tesco's. There was a lot of clock watching. I think that when it comes to the movie summer season, I've got through the three weakest films. It's it's uh, the only way is up, baby. Whatever pop song that is, I don't know. Yazoo, yeah, I, I think it is Yazoo. So as Yazoo, the, the yes, philosopher yes. would say, Yaz, uh, Yaz. Is um, the only way is up now, baby. We've got through Fast and the Furious. We got through the Little Mermaid, which was appalling. Do you feel like you have to watch these movies? Um, I'm starting to think that it is just ridiculous because the thing is, I, I listen to the podcasts, I watch the, you know, read the reviews, and I do go with some hope to meet them halfway. But um, when you're in the cinema, some of them really are quite a handful. So I don't feel as though I have to. There's not a gun to my head. I think I've got a Cineworld card. And I've kind of got into the routine with my friend Ryan type of thing. But um, I think, uh, it, as I was saying that, I think, you know, we've got past the weak ones. It does sound as though I literally am doing a job. And no one's paying me type of thing. So it does sound completely nuts. Like it's always cinema OCD. You know, if I don't see the next Disney film, my flat's going to catch on well, fire. That's, that's one of the questions I was going to ask. I might have asked this already, but what's the longest amount of time you've gone without watching a film? Um, God, I went to a meditation retreat, which lasted 10 days. So it must be that, I would have thought. Is that when you had to run around with your willy out? Um, I'm trying to remember. Maybe I blacked that out because it was just so horrific. What with a pen? Basically, I think so. I blacked it out of a large marker. Lucky it wasn't permanent. I could uh, nip into the showers afterwards and um, you know recreate that um, vanilla cornetto look that I'm used to. Basically, so that's too much. Uh, too much information there. I'm trying to enter into the elements of comedy improv too early in the morning. That's just crude, Edwards. Just crudeness. A villain in a cornetto. <laughs> what image does that create? Have you been in a car accident? Why is it Let that shit? Get someone's eye out with that. Ooh. Right, so you watch Transformers. How, how many chalk ice is out of fight? Because I don't want to know anything about it. Sorry if there are people listening. You go, oh, I want to hit. All right, David, tell us about the Transformers. I was being very selfish then. No, no. Basically, it's one Cornetto. I got the vibe that. Oh um, God, not your one. Oh God, no, not at all. No, I'm keeping that. The family jewels. I would not be giving that to the Transformers universe. That's that's behind the uh, the prison doors of my zipper type of thing. But it's a case of um, yeah. It's there's an interesting bit at the end. There is absolutely a smiling face, a, a winking eye type of thing, as I call it. Um, there's an interesting thing at the end. If you're listening to this podcast and you don't want any spoilers, um, don't listen for this point onwards. But um, there is an interest. You're, si- you're still thinking about my organic cornetto, aren't you? You're, you haven't quite got out of that metaphor. 
it's a horrific one. Once you get lost down that that well, it's hard to, to um, climb up the sides of the wall. Um, yeah, basically, the end of Transformers, they're going to merge two franchises together, which is Transformers and G.I. Joe. So, I mean, to me, that doesn't that doesn't make me think, oh, my God, I'm going to be watching that. But it's an interesting corporate merger. So that's what they're going to do. They're going to merge these two kind of franchises together. The end of the film, you can tell that they've cut back on the budget. Can you not save the film? Can you just say the end? So I'm still thinking about your... Oh, absolutely. We know you're talking about the film, but you could also be talking about your willy. I mean, that's how you you get um, wider audiences for a podcast, isn't it? Whereby there's a deeper meaning. You know, if you're not a film fan and you're you're stead into sort of explicit audio material, you can still get something out of my review type of thing. Yeah. By okay, um, so hunting for induendos, um, well. absolutely. So basically, the end of it is just set in Peru, in this very kind of just um, rural CGI setting, and you've only got two human characters, and um, the budget's still probably about eighty, ninety million. But you can tell that they've held things back a bit. It hasn't got the Michael Bay exploding skyscrapers. And um, the two leads, I mean, when you think of the original film was Meg, Math- Meg Matthews, Megan Fox and Shia LaBeouf, compared to these two, they've got nowhere near the same charisma. And the um, I'm not joking. I know this is a really cliche thing to say now in the sort of cultural lexicon or whatever they call it. But literally by literally, chat GPT could have written that script. Quite literally. I mean, for instance, the way the actual Lee character meets a Transformer is by carjacking. He breaks into a car and it turns out to be a Transformer and then they're chased by the police and the Transformer takes over driving the car and skids around the streets of New York. I mean, AI would have come up with that. Maybe it bloody did robots writing stories about robots. That would make sense to me. And also, that's what scriptwriters are worried about in Hollywood, in the sense that they just want these serviceable scripts um, and then just shed loads of CGI. And I, I think AI will could quite easily replace writers for that type of tentpole entertainment. But... Um, Little Mermaid as well, when it comes to special effects, the special effects of Little Mermaid are appalling. Really bad. I mean... When did you watch that? I saw that um, this week as well, in actual fact. Did you? Yes. You've done two, two movies. I have, indeed, two movies. and um, One Chuck Ice? Yeah, I'd say maybe two Chuck Ices, because the actress who plays Little Mermaid, she's rather good. And some of the songs were quite memorable. But the special effects, you can really tell that she's superimposed with a fake water background. The green screen, it feels like a very cheap Disney Plus TV show. But they say that Disney just um, rush all the special effects. Because the stare, sorry, the... um, the shareholders, they demand that Disney have big summer releases. You can't miss your su- your summer release date because um, it's, a, it's a vital time to actually have it released out in the cinema when kids are, um, you know, coming to the end of their school terms and you have those holiday periods. So um, they rush. They In the industry, they call it um, when you pixel F-U-C-K a film. And that means you over-render it. You like, um, you, 
Yeah, you pixel fuck a film, which means it's too CGI and the CGI is rushed. So any issues or any problems, you just lean on CGI to solve it. And it's rushed CGI as well. Well, David, thank you so much. And I'll see you on the other side of this jingle. Wonderful. David Edwards Movie News. So, David, have we got any movie news this week? Yeah, we have a lot of movie news in actual fact, but I won't over. I'm going it, home. Thing, okay. There is. Oh, oh, here we go. Just as I'm really? about to enjoy myself. Yes, I'm going home. What? What? So, Andy says she's going. Yeah. To the shops? No, home. No, home. Home. Why? What? Who's going to randomly generate the review? That's the whole idea oh, of the podcast. Great question. You just said great question. Great question. Who is? Hmm? Who is? Well, that's bad timing, isn't it? I don't quite understand where I she's... I think gonna you've re- been taking me for said, granted. I think you've been taking me for granted. You have. I haven't even mentioned... You. Well, I guess that is taken for someone for granted by not even mentioning them. Can we talk about this after the podcast? Can you can you slept with me then? in the week! What? What did she say? You heard what she said. You slept with her in the week. I slept under the same roof. I didn't have robotic intercourse with her. I, I didn't make love to a machine. I going. metal. She said okay. she's going. I'm going. I've had enough. I've I had enough. I slept in the same shed. Don't you dare. Don't go, Mandy. Don't no, I've go. had enough. I've had enough, David. I, I can't do it. If he's lying, he's lying. I can't do anything. He's a liar. He's go. a liar. He's a liar. He slept she in my shed. He slept in... Well, we no, don't dare gonna, you. He's not going to be able to generate the film title. You make me sad. Please don't go, Mandy. I'll no, I've had enough. Afterwards. I've had enough. We'll sort this out afterwards. I mean, this is what she wants, a drama, basically, isn't she? Horrible, she horrible, horrible man. Yes, she did. in her shed. Why? Because it was too late to drive home. And I'm not going to night-time drive driving. You liar. Um, I just wanted to give her some oil that I'd found in my shed. And I thought, well, I don't, I'm not going to use this oil. You, she might as well have it as a beverage. You lie on the so podcast. Just, Are you telling the truth? I no, had he's not. Truth. I had some no, spare he's not. oil Put in my shed. Put your hand up and say... I swear to God, I went around her... You know her property, her shed, and I said, "Do you want some um, oil, some Texaco oil?" You make me uh, sick um, to sip on this evening you as a make kind of like you know me um, nightcap sick. beverage. You so said you like, loved me. You said you loved me. Right, what's the movie news this week, David, please? The movie news this week is, um, basically, already, believe it or not, they've started the Oscar 2024 predictions of what they think are going to be the big Oscar movies. Um, Scorsese. Yes, he's in there straight away. You're completely right, because it did so well at Cannes. Absolutely. Michael Hanger. Uh, has he got a new film out? My, yeah. What's that called? Inside Mind. Never heard of that one. Inside Mind. Are you sure about that? What happens in it? 
What? I don't know. Um. No, I made it. There's no such man as Michael Hanger. Goodness me, flipping it. I just can't imagine that in a Kermode podcast. Oh sounds God. like a good director, it's, Michael Well, Hanger. I was interested. Oh, Michael Hanger doesn't even exist. No. <laughs> God, I thought he worked for some reason. Who is the, who is the director that sounds like is Michael Hanger? Hannah Yeah, Hannah I thought you meant that. Yeah. I was well aboard with that. Inside oh, Mine by Michael Hanger. Yeah, well, I was going to queue up for that one. Blimey, it shows how I can be... Oh, shall I do a chat, Chief? What's the chat? What's that chat? Chat G P T. Here we go. Inside Mind is a psychological thriller about a young woman named Alice who's struggling with a debilitating mental illness. She's been in and out of psychiatric hospital for years and she's starting to lose hope that she'll ever be able to live a normal life. One day, Alice meets a mysterious man named Michael Hanger. He's in it. He's done a cameo. Then he appears in the film. That's interesting. He's a renowned psychiatrist who claims to have a new treatment that can help Alice. Michael invites Alice to participate in a clinical trial for his new drug, and she agrees. At first, the drug seems to be working, and Alice starts to feel better, and she's able to function like a normal person. However, as the treatment continues, Alice begins to have strange and disturbing dreams, and she starts to see visions of a dark and twisted world and begins to question her own sanity. Alice soon realises that Michael Hanger is not what he seems. He's not a doctor. He does not have a new treatment for mental illness. He's a charlatan who is using Alice for her own twisted purposes. And Alice must find a way to escape from Michael Hanger and his twisted world before it's too late. Inside Mind is a dark and disturbing film that explores the nature of mental illness and it's a cautionary tale about the dangers of false hope and the importance of seeking help from qualified professionals. The film is directed by Michael Hanger, a respected European filmmaker who has made a name for himself with his previous films, Give Me Time, I Want Your Hair and Touch the Blade and Kiss My Neck. That's amazing, isn't it? I mean, Inside Mind is Hanger's most ambitious film to date, and it's sure to be a controversial and thought-provoking film. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I've had, I've had an idea. We should just do film reviews of made-up films. Oh, God, yeah. 100%. 100%. Let's do that. That should be the new podcast. Absolutely. Come up with that. And what a title, Kiss the Blade. That'd be a good a punk band as well, it's got to be said. The other thing I was going to say is um, uh, it does show to you that that's going to be the future of Hollywood, whereby if you were a scriptwriter, producers would give you that then to develop into a script. And also it's going to be an art form to be good at AI prompting, whereby you know where to prompt that. So the next thing would be like, right, okay, can you tell me more about Michael Hanger's um, wife? Or can you tell me, can you do the third act again, but add more comedy? It's almost as though, like a um, someone who, who's good at pottery, you know, you know how to steer the, the clay and create the actual um, object. It's going to be like that. There was an interesting interview with Charlie Brooker recently, because the new season of Black Mirror is coming out. And he said he tried to write a Black Mirror episode just as a, as a laugh, you know, with um, ChatGPT, you know, as, with AI. And he said it was completely useless. It came out with a really crap episode. But it made him realise where the cliches were and the reoccurring themes in previous episodes. And it made him take this new season into brand new areas. 
So it, he said, you know, he did open his yeah, eyes. Yeah, highlights those little, yeah, those... Um... He made him realise how repetitive he'd been in previous... So I think, you know, think tank-wise, I think it's not as simple as just saying that AI hasn't got a future. I think it definitely has. Well, David, if you tell us about the uh, Oscar predictions, and maybe we'll do a little section later where you just give a one-minute review of Kiss the Blade and Touch My Neck or whatever it was by Michael Hanger. Both of them are filling me with, with interest. Okay. It's, one, it's one movie. Kiss the Blade and Touch My Neck? Yeah. Uh, Touch the Blade and Kiss My Neck is one movie. It's quite an amazing title, isn't it? I'd like to see that film. Well, I have seen it, and I'm going to review it. <laughs> This has definitely got legs. Okay, sorry, David. So, Oscar predictions. Uh, yeah, so um, the other one is they think June Part 2 is going to be really significant. They think the first June's done well, and it got a, a following, but they think the second one is going to be important for the Oscars. The other one I've read the script of, actually. It's called The Holdovers, and it leaked on the internet, the script, and I read it, and it's by Alexander Payne, the guy who directed Sideways, Election... Um, Nebraska, and it stars uh, Paul Giamatti. And in, in the holdovers, he plays um, a, uni- a disliked university professor at a prep school called Barton Academy, and is put in charge of supervising Angus, a smart but troublemaking student, unable to journey home for Christmas. And they spend Christmas together in this like school, just the two of them, and the, and the cook bizarrely who makes some food. And the script was very good. It's a good character. Um, uh, drama piece the other ones that are um this isn't as interesting as kiss the blade is it it's got to be said it hasn't got the same um what, what else is there the, um, spider-man across the spider-verse they they think that's going to definitely get um oscar nominated for um best animation this is a big one the zone of interest by um jonathan glazier and um, who's definitely in the Michael Hanger kind of realm of like European respected directors. And it tells the story of um, Rudolf Hoss, the uh, um, commander of Auschwitz and his wife. Yes. H O S S Hoss, Rudolf Hoss and his wife Hedwig, as they build a dream life for their family in a house and garden. German SS officer during the Nazi era. And they build a dream life for their family in a house garden next to the Auschwitz camp. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen that house. Oh, wow. That's getting loads of hype. That's supposed to be a really good one. What's that called? That's called the Zone of Interest. Uh, The other one is Oppenheimer, the the one about the chap who created the nuclear bomb, directed by um, Chris Nolan. That's a big one. And the other two is May December, which stars um, uh, uh, Natalie Portman, and it's basically about a an actress, Natalie Portman, who follows a couple who have um, split up. So she t- spends time with both of the couple, uh, you know, because they're not living together. But they're like um, their uh, divorce became big in the press, and Natalie Portman is following and shadowing their lives because she's going to actually create a film connected to their lives. But she becomes obsessed in um, actually following them and understanding their life. And Julianne Moore is the woman she's following, and that's by uh, Todd Haynes who's directing that. 
And the, the last one I'd also say is Maestro, which is Bradley Cooper's follow-up to, um, what was it called? Born to be a star, wasn't it? A Star is Born, sorry, with Lady Gaga. This is his next film. And it's about um, Leon, uh, Leonard, Leonard, sorry, Ber Leonard Bernstein, who was the well-known um, musical conductor and um bradley cooper plays the conductor and is directing it and it's a netflix film and that's supposed to be a big biopic that's coming so out. they'll be out in the next few months will they all of those movies they will be and the last film i mentioned that is getting loads of hype is a new a24 film the same people who did everywhere every everything everywhere all at once and it's a it's a film about um set in Korea and it's about uh, a boy and a girl who become very close friends before puberty kind of like 10 11 12 but then the girl moves off to America and then via the internet they get back in contact with each other and she's now living in New York and he goes over to New York to visit her and um from Korea and their actual romance almost um, re, uh, reignites and she's married she's got a family and a lot of people have likened it to the Richard Linklater films before or after Sunset and things in that vein that's getting massive hype that's doing really well on the podcast I think A24 could have another everything everywhere all at once happening potentially David thank you so much for this week's movie news Thank you, sir. Thank you for your eardrums and your time and your heart and your passion for cinema. David Edwards Movie Review. So, it's this week's movie review. I just want to say, before we carry on with the movie review, thank you to everyone who's turned up to watch the oh, live this you. morning. Thank you. Um, hello to you all. Just give you a little wave. Hope you're uh, very well. Um, DDDPPP925 yeah, hit. Um, Rich Lock, and so on and so forth. Uh, but David, so I cannot remember for the life of me what you're reviewing this week. What is it? It is Francis Ford Coppola's directed Rainmaker Francis from Ford John Grisham. Directed Rainmaker, but wow! <laughs> Sorry, David. She just wants attention. Wow. She's just copying you. She was just going. It is Francis Ford. Yes, I was. Me. Well, that's all a robot does. Copy well, that's human all a robot does. Copy, copy human beings. David. Grow up. Grow, Grow up. up. Grow up. I mean, I know she's only been around for like a year. I mean, I know she's know, only been around for like a year. Which is supposed to be a first year old. One year old. Bloody grow up. Bloody grow up. Hang on, hang on. She's just passed me a packet of Wrigley Spearmint gum you left at her house. Yeah, no, just, I just I didn't want bad breath when I gave her the oil. Oh, is that right? Don't go at me. Yeah, I'm not having a go at you. I'm just saying yes, that yes, I just yes, felt as though that was a bit accusative. Not from you, from her. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying that, you know, leave them in the shed. I might want them the next time I go to the shed. You know, I left them there for a reason. I might want them again. Simple as that. Right, what are you reviewing this week? Um, Francis Ford Coppola's Rainmaker, 1997, starring Matt Damon. This is supposed to be Matt Damon's big film. It was. It's from the. It's the law lawyer um, drama thriller 
um, starring Matt Damon. This is supposed to be one of the films that was supposed to break Matt Damon out to be a big star after the Goodwill Hunting, and it didn't quite do the job. But he obviously managed it with other films. So before you tell us, you know, the basic storyline, how did you feel sitting down to watch this? Yeah, I, I was quite comfortable with it. It's Francis Ford Coppola. I like John Grisham. I'm not a massive John Grisham fan, but I like The Firm with Tom Cruise and things like that. Uh, Matt Damon, uh, I'm not head over heels in love with him, but I'm happy <laughs> Sorry, to spend David. some time with him. <laughs> DDDPPP said, I didn't want bad breath when I gave her the oil. Absolutely. Why didn't you want bad breath when you gave her oil? Because, obviously, I'm going to be standing there holding... I don't think you can get an innuendo out of that, can you? Giving her the oil? I innuendo. Think innuendo. I think... Um, the why, day, why did you feel like you had to cover your breath just because you brought some oil around? Well, the thing is, if I was a, um, a postman and I knocked on someone's door to give them an Amazon parcel, I wouldn't want, um, you know, Doritos barbecue, um, salmon chops kind of like breath type of thing sort of like tiptoeing out of my mouth I want it to be nice and uh, I wanted an optimistic breath of mint and hope okay so okay so the rainmaker what's it about um yeah so the rainmaker um came out in 1997 uh, it stars Matt Damon and it's directed by um Francis Ford Coppola and um Damon takes on a case against a powerful insurance company accused of denying a leukemia patient's rightful claim for medical coverage, which ultimately resulted in her death. So, Did you actually watch it, or are you just reading that? Oh, no, I've read the synopsis. <laughs> okay. Because if okay. not, my synopsises are absolutely appalling. It'll take forever for me to explain it. Do you know what I mean? I think there's only so much. I do I come prepared with that, because if not... It's me sat here saying, well, there was a chap uh, played by Matt Damon. He wears a suit. He's a lawyer. And then there was a health and safety situation with a leukemia patient who is near to, you know, and it goes on. And I'm, I'm horrific at that. I'd be terrible pitching films to Hollywood. I'd have to take in Jack ChatGPT with me for that. It goes without saying. So, so did you, go on then. How did, did you enjoy it? Did you enjoy this movie? Absolutely. So I would say this film, very good cast. You've got John Vaughan, who plays like the um, evil lawyer that Matt Damon's taking on. Matt Damon is the uh, the lawyer who's trying to actually um, uh, put the health, the American health system, under the uh, the microscope for like because because the end of the day, it's the element of um, people not being treated well by the health system, and uh, the idea that the health system is very money orientated in America. It's about making cash ultimately, and Matt Damon is trying to. This kind of um, uh, health organization. And um, John Vaughan is basically the money pinching kind of lawyer who just wants to make cash. Claire Danes is um, suffering from leukemia herself. And um, she she goes in and she's um, part of the actual court drama. And Danny DeVito is kind of a kind of um, a teacher figure for uh, Matt Damon because Matt Damon's fresh from um, uh, law school, basically. I would say. The cast are really good, but the characters aren't really explored in enough, in enough depth, really. Well, before you carry on, let's have a little listen to a clip from Rainmaker and then come back and hear what else you got to say. Absolutely, movie. sir. Absolutely. Kelly, I'll try to help you any way I can. But you have to file for divorce. Do it now while you're in the hospital being treated for the last beating. It'll sail through. What better proof is there than that? Hurt. 
So, how many sittings and how long was it? I would say it, the actual duration of it. Um, do you know, I, can't, I, I managed to get through it in two sittings. I found you know what? This feels like a three star coming out of his arse. Yeah, it is three oh, star. Don't tell us yet. Oh, no, dear. Maybe we edit that out. I don't know. But it is, I think, just the way you I'm talking say, about you it. You seem so unexcited by this movie. Yeah, it is. What I mean, the performances are good. Bob Hoskins is good comic. Not Bob Hoskins. Have I kept saying Bob Hoskins the whole time? It's Danny DeVito. No, Thank God. Thank God. It's Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito is good. Bob Hoskins. Out the blue. Let's just cast him just to add, just to give it an extra star, you know? Yeah. Um, it's well performed. It's, it's a just good a bit cast. boring and bland. I wouldn't call it bland because I, I managed to watch it in two sittings. So if it was that bland, it's not Transformers bland. I tell you what, what now, what went through my head is no way would this film be given a cinema release now. It would be a Netflix miniseries. You know, cinema has changed a lot since the 90s when this came out. Is that a good thing? That um, we don't get Rainmaker in the cinemas? I think to a certain degree it's not it's not great in the sense that you you, you rarely get like adult dramas now. All adult dramas have become prestige dramas on TV, and you don't get um, films with a cinematic scope that are dramatic dramas for adults. That's kind of gone completely. Do you know what I mean? Because it's a shame, you know, it is nice to look at these. It's, it's nice to go to the cinema and not have to be a massive Marvel action film or like a sort of mid-range budget horror film. You know, it's it's nice to go to the cinema to watch a character-driven drama, not just these big spectacle visual kind of films, which either seem to be, you know, horrific horrors or, as we say, sort of, you know, um, superhero movies. I, I feel like... Some some movies sort of have annoyed you. Some have excited you. This feels like so nothingy, very much like your vanilla. I'm not saying your vanilla cock is nothingy. I'm just saying a vanilla film. Absolutely, you, you, you're neither here nor there with it. Hundred percent. I think one of the problems is it's very predictable. The idea, you know, you've got this overly optimistic, idealistic uh, young lawyer by Matt Damon dealing with this older, more kind of um, capitalistic, kind of nihilistic lawyer with John Vaughan. You've got this element. The last minute, Matt Damon comes across. Um, information that saves the day literally one second to midnight and you've got these almost um uh a few good men style courtroom kind of confrontations that take place so it is very predictable but you do learn a lot about the american health system and it makes you appreciate the nhs in a big way well david now it's time to review rainmaker um you've got a review out of five chalk ices David Edwards, how many chalk ices out of five are you going to give Francis Ford Coppola's Rainmaker? Three out of five. As predicted. 
addicted by your good self, sir. It's, it's, it's all handled by very competent hands. It comes from good source material by John Grisham, Francis Ford Coppola. I think this was one for the bank for John Francis Ford Coppola. You know, because John Grisham was a big, he's still a big name now, but he's particularly big in the 90s because... Um, there was a lot of John Grisham adaptions in the 90s. So I think he felt that he was fresh from Dracula. That didn't do well with the critics particularly. I think it was an easy one for him. It was a good cast. And as you say, it's a three out of five. Rich Locke said, it sounds more like a two star to me, but... It's got, perhaps if you're not into um, court case dramas, Rich, maybe it is a two shock ice. Yeah, yeah. If you don't like... Well, David, thank you so much for this week's movie review thank you sir thank you david edwards made up movie review now's your turn you got one minute to review um you've got one minute to review michael hangers kiss the blade and touch my neck over to you basically um this is a great film i think it's going to be a real oscar winner it's all based around a um uh, a cult whereby the actual actions of the cult is kissing a blade it's a holy blade and um but uh, and, and holding the neck at the same time so you're being strangled lack of oxygen which creates this erotic desire in anyone like that chap from in excess like to strangle himself during moments of passion and then kiss the blade it's got five out of five from the guardian they say it's a real trailblazer and um a lot of the kissing the blade it? scenes um the people in it it's a whole who's the tall uh guy with like long blonde hair no 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 he's he's a newcomer he's got long blonde hair down the all the way down his back uh long blonde hair all the way down his back he's a new sort of new up-and-coming star peter shedra is that the one peter shedra who's going to be um who was originally had a bit part in eastenders when the queen vic was on fire and he dragged out peggy i think or something like that he basically um has got a key part in the actual um he basically leads the cult and he uh, turns the head of many of the ladies in the local village and he gets his blade out that's not an induendo and um gets them to kiss it kiss the blade and that's not an induendo going down an obvious terrible alley here this did well in can this isn't a carry-on film and it's about how the mind can be manipulated by cults where you kiss the blade and you're strangled so the oxygen levels drop in your head and you feel as though you've had um, too many neurofom pluses, too much cocodidine, like if they're painkillers type of thing. And these women, they're, they're looking after their families and their husbands, but they just want to stop like hoovering and making meals and just wander into the forest and kiss blades and be strangled hoovering. by Peter Shedder. Hoovering? Hoovering. Well, it's based in the 50s, I should have Peter said. Sorry. Who? Peter Shedder. You said Shedra. Shedra, that's his name. Shedra, not Shedder. Shedra. <laughs> Sorry. Well, he's, a, he's a brand new actor, so I'm still getting my head around him. Simple as that. But this could catapult him quite literally to new highs. Well, David, it's now your time to give to uh, tell us how many chalk ices out of five you're going to give Michael Hangers Kiss the Blade and Touch My Neck. <laughs> I would say four out of five 
because there, it doesn't have the climax you hope it would have in the sense that um, it's got one of those very pretentious endings where he just throws the blade over his shoulder and it's supposed to just be symbolic and a metaphor. And it's like, what does that mean? Do you know what I mean? It's just like um, the police don't appear. Um, is the cult coming to an end? You know, um, the wives run off crying, but um, there's no resolution to it. It's like I wanted to see a clear ending to the piece. And I feel as though the director afterwards, Michael Hanger, said, oh, well, you know, it's like a piece of artwork in the middle of the tape. You, you sit and study it. You come up with your own ending. That's just uh, weak script writing in my mind. Someone just said spoiler. Oh, sorry about that. That is a bit of a spoiler. But there's more to it than that. It's the way that the, uh, the blade is shot and placed to the neck of these, like, um, doubtful 50s housewives. There's more to it than that. Thank you so much for this week's AI movie review. Not a problem. <laughs> Happy to do it. David Edwards Movie Tips. Okay, so this week's movie tips. Can I just say... I now think this whole movie podcast should be changed into an AI movie podcast and everything you talk about should be made up. Should be made up movie news, should be a made up movie review, should be a made up random movie generator. Everything should be made up. Happy to go that way. Happy to go that way, Captain. So, like, next week could be you got to review the blue tree. I think that's got legs. I can what, see the post already. What would you say if you had to remove, review the blue tree? Like ten seconds. The blue tree is a, a group. Of, it's a family who come together to. Res- they they come together. They live in a forest, and they come across a blue tree, and they think it's been vandalised by some of the local farmers. But they actually work out that the the tree is turning blue itself organically. And it starts growing blueberries and everything that's blue. And after a while, the whole forest starts to turn blue. And it's a constant question mark of, is this Jesus? Is this a pollution? What is taking place? And in actual fact, the wife becomes very religious because she thinks it is Jesus that's turning the, um, the, the, uh, the trees a shade of blue. And the father is, the husband is like, this is ridiculous. It's got nothing to do with um, the involvement of Christ or the Bible. This is to do with pollution. And um, we need to stop praying and we need to start actually going out on the streets with, um, you know, large cardboard cutouts, placards. And they start going off into separate directions. And um, there's a divorce. And also there's the element whereby they think the grandmother has um, turned the trees blue because she always wanted the marriage to come to an end anyway. Okay. It's a conspiracy. (sighs) Fucking hell. Okay, now this film does exist and it's definitely worth checking out. Um... Once again, let me read the actual synopsis because my descriptions of synopsis are horrific. If the film doesn't exist, I seem to be able to do it. But if it does exist, I get very tongue-tied. The film is called How to Blow Up a Pipeline. And it's very, very good. 
It came it's out. It's new. It's, it's new. a brand new film, and it follows a group of eight young environmental activists who decide to blow up an oil pipeline in West Texas. And um, the reason why it's particularly good is its use of flashbacks whereby you keep flashing back to their backstory, how they got part of this activist group, how they plan to blow up the oil pipeline, uh, their backstory, what has inspired them and influenced them to become activists slash terrorists, um, and also how much they've got to lose if they actually um, get caught by the police. And it's a very good use of um, giving you bits of information of their background as they go along. And um, it's very, very effective. I mean, some people have uh, criticised the film because they're like um, showing uh, these terrorist figures in quite a positive life, light and sympathising with them. Because, yes, they're attacking, you know, hungry corporate um, property in the, form of, in the form of a pipeline, but it is still a form of terrorism. And you see how they organise the actual kind of terrorist attack. And some people said that, you know, that's giving too much inspiration and uh, educating people who watch the film too much. But it's a very good thriller. How, how do we get to see this film? Um, you, you could video, you can get it from Amazon now. You can actually video stream it now. So you've watched it, obviously. I saw it in the cinema. I oh, saw it did you? Yes, there was a... Because um, it came out a few months ago, but Cineworld showed it one evening a few weeks ago. And oh. I watched it. And, you've uh, kept this under wraps. I have. It was always on my list, but I never got around to it. But it wasn't oh, that long ago. Did you watch it with Ryan? Uh, I didn't, actually. I saw this on my own. Because it got you such like good reviews. Then. And I, yeah. I checked it out. And you were not disappointed? Not at all. I keep using the term flashback, but that's the whole trick of it, really. You keep getting like little bits of information about them. And suddenly, you know, you learn a bit more about their background. Have they been arrested before by the police? What's their influences and inspiration to why they're actually taking part in this, um, um, uh, you know, terrorist slash activist attack? And it just really hooks you in. It's um, it's almost a bit. It's got a Fight Club vibe, but also a Tarantino, Chris Nolan narrative structure vibe. Okay. Well, thank you very much, David, for this week. This week's movie tips. Not a problem, Captain. Not a problem at all. David Edwards movie tube. This week's movie tube, David. You sent me something last week, did you not? I certainly did. So you sent me Quentin Tarantino fights a photographer at Sundance. Yeah, I think I've seen this, but I, so should we? Do you want to explain exactly what it is before I play it? Basically, it's Tarantino walking through. Um, uh, where is Sundance take place? Where is the? Um, it's a very snowy. Utah in America. Utah. It's first thing in the morning, and a journalist comes over to Tarantino, and um, he's in a grumpy mood. I mean, using the saying "got out the wrong side of the bed" is a very good description. And the way he goes for the um, the uh, the journalist slash photographer, it's very um, intense. He starts off a bit friendly and then turns very very nasty. It gives you a real insight of another element of his psyche. 
because he's well known for being quite aggressive. He um, attacked a man in a restaurant in the early noughties, yes, and he got into trouble with the police over that. Well, let's have a little listen. feel a bit naughty playing this. Like, he'd go, why are you playing this? Why are you showing... Oh, I had a woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Why are you showing... Why are you playing this to your bloody podcast listeners? Give me a break. Just bury it for crying out loud. What's going on here? How's it going? How are you? What's, what's going on here? I said, what's going on here? What's going on here? Put that down. What's going on here? What are you doing? What are you doing? Can you, can you not talk to me? Just for uh, just for the. What are you doing? Hey, don't do that. Don't do that again. <laughs> go. Oh, what? Hit me. Go. No, go. Go for it. Go for it. No, 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 go. 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 Go for it. No, I can go for it. Yeah. Go. Hit me. Go. You started. Oh, I'm starting it. Yeah. Are you? Oh, you. So you know she's not just a guy from around here. You're go, actually go, a paparazzi go, go, guy. Go. Nah, I can't do it. Yeah, you know you can mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, because you're filming. Yeah. But if that was off, I'd be whooping your ass up and down the street. Yeah, go. Stop. Oh, it's quite dark that the guy wants him to go completely nuts just so he can catch it on camera it's just the reality he's gone out to get he's gone out to get a coffee yeah it's a real handful isn't that looking at it again now I feel more sorry for Tarantino I think Uh, when I first saw it I thought god he's a bit of a grumpy character here but um looking at it again I feel quite sorry for him because the guy's clearly absolutely and also the guy clearly just wants even if he gets in, intensely smashed up by Tarantino it's like that GBH will pay for his I'm mortgage I'm on the Tarantino side oh I am 100% they put a camera in his face just to get on the Miranda movie generator podcast in 10 years and also you get the vibe that um, he's not an official paparazzi he's just a local guy who lives in Utah and he just sees the opportunity to make money because he said to him, oh, you're not a paparazzi guy, then you just live here. So he's just someone who's looking around for an opportunity. So, yeah, you're just surrounded by parasites if you're a celebrity, aren't you? Which is a bit of a handful. Uh, the Trickster says the AI movie review is, is an idea for a whole new podcast. It, it absolutely is. I mean, it, it got me so excited. It reminded me of the Brian Gittins and Friends days. It got me so excited. Well, let's do it then, Captain. Let's bloody do it. Let's... I've got 89 podcasts on the go. What, in your head at the moment or <laughs> in reality? In my head. I've got 112 in my head and I've got 89 in reality. Gosh. Do you know, I'm going off subject slightly, but, you know, as a film podcast, we should pay respect to your T-shirt, your Studio Ghibli T-shirt. It's very cool, isn't it? Thank you. Absolutely, it's a very cool design. I've gone off subject there a bit, but you know. Right, David, thank you so much for this week's movie tube. Not a problem. Yeah, I feel that was a bit of a damp squid, really. I think with a lot of those... No, no, no. No, 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 don't don't feel that way. I think with a lot of that celebrity stuff, it's like, what else, squid? Absolutely. Not the squid, (laughs) that's the underwater um, creature. It's a case of, um, yeah, he shouted at someone. Where'd you go with that? It's just peering over the garden fence. Like, oh, he's upset. And then when you talk about it, you realise that it's not really a very... There's not much content in that meal. You know, it's, it's a bit of a McDonald's meal. David Edwards 
random movie generator. So, David, it's this week's random movie generator. Mandy is chugging away in the uh, background. And uh, so, how are you feeling about this week? And what sort of mo- what sort of movie would you like to review this week? That's a nice question. Do you know what? It's summer season. I'd love a big action block, something like a blockbuster. I would like a big tentpole, four quadrant, proper piece of slice of Hollywood. I don't want Michael Hanger kissing bloody blades in a forest okay. with cold, yeah. you know, getting housewives in a circle and touching their necks. I'm not interested in that. I want a um, proper, it's bright out there. It's Cornetto time. That's not an induendo callback. And it's a case of just, um, you know, some good old action. I was watching the Indiana Jones trailer last night on the big screen. And that filled me with a lot of joy. I want some good old, you know. Yeah. You know, punching. You want a 90 minute slap me around the arse. Yeah, um, 100%. Hitting men, kissing women, big explosions. Okay, here we go. So, let's choose, and it's down to you, David. Yes. You do the choosing. Yep, absolutely. Let's see if Mandy's going to stitch you up. Let's choose the genre of the first movie you might be reviewing next week. Over to you. Feel it? Take your time. Stop. Action. Wonderful. The gods are listening to me. Okay. Now the decade of that movie. Of that movie. Stop. 1990s. Holy Manoli. Macaroni. Macaroni. Okay. Mandy, would you please generate four action movies from the 1990s? She has done. It's now... She's going to be... She's spinning them around now, and you have to tell her when to stop spinning. Stop. Tremors. Oh, wow! Oh, yeah, okay, that'd be great with Kevin Bacon. Excellent. What are the other three? The other three were Last Man Standing, The Jackal, and The Quick and the Dead. Wow. Well, I think Tremors is great. That'd be really good. Okay. Okay. I don't think I've actually ever watched Tremors, actually. If I have, it was years ago on video. Years ago. Okay, here we go. Let's pick the genre of the second movie that you might be reviewing next week. Take your time. Stop. Music. Okay. And the decade, please. Stop. 1990s. Lovely. Mandy, please, we generate four music, musical movies from the 1990s. She has done. And now she's going to spin them in her belly, and you have to tell her when to stop spinning the movies. Stop. Wayne's World. Oh, oh, wow! That would be really interesting to watch that again. I don't think I've watched that since I was in high school. David, you are getting what you wanted. You're getting bum slappers. I really am. That's incredible. 
Oh, it's okay. ages since I've seen Wayne's World. This is wonderful, wonderful stuff. Here it is. Here we go. Okay, David, now choose the genre of the third movie that you might be reviewing next week. Stop. Western. Here we go. Now the decade of this movie. Stop. 1960s. Oh my goodness. The okay. Fly in the ointment. It certainly could be. It could be indeed. Mandy, please generate four westerns from the 1960s. She's spinning them around in her belly. And now it's up to you to tell her when to stop. Stop. The Wild Bunch. Now that would be an in- that's Sam Peckinpah. Yeah. And that would be an interesting one. Yeah, that's one I've never seen, and everyone always references it. There are three interesting films there. So even though, you know, I, I'm always a bit negative to Westerns, which I don't know why, because when I watch them, I always enjoy them, ironically. Yeah. Um, the Wild Bunch, I've never seen it. It's supposed to be very good. Okay. So, David, I have given each movie an A, a B, and a C. I've jumbled them up, or have I? And it's now time for you to choose randomly which movie you're going to be reviewing next week. A. The Wild Bunch. Wow, lovely stuff. You happy with that? I am. I'll be interested in checking that out, The Wild Bunch, definitely. Okay, The Wild Bunch. That's nice. That's nice. Okay, you keep getting westerns, don't you? I know, I certainly do, but yeah, I've never seen The Wild Bunch. That will be an interesting one to check out. Yeah. Definitely. Are you slightly disappointed? I'm slightly disappointed. It's got to be said, I would have preferred the um, the 90s. Does it feel a little bit like homework? It could be, potentially. It's not as good as the other two, but... It has to be said that um, it's a film that's continually referenced and I've never watched. Right. Everyone talks very highly of it as a movie. Yeah. Uh, DDDPPP says Dave is hiding his disappointment. I pro- there is an error. There's an air of disappointment. I'd be lying if I didn't say that. I like the 90s comfort zone, but... Dr. Greggle says it's a treat. I think it is. A lot of people do speak of it very highly. Yeah. So, yeah, um, definitely check it out. <clears throat> okay, well, thank you very much, Dave. Are you ready to chat to the patrons? For- I certainly am. Thank you very much. smash rooney Thank you so much, everybody, uh, for listening this week. No, thank um, you, guys. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Yes. And um, uh, please leave a review and a nice uh, five-star Please do. Please, please, please. And Wild Bunch next week. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, see you next week. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. I'm going to have to nip some loot. Shut those doors. Random.